everybody. Today it is just Dirk. I am going to be playing a one-player game called Cage of Sand. It is by Luciella Elizabeth Scarlet. You can find this game at luciellaes.itch.io. That's L-U-C-I-E-L-L-A-E-S dot itch dot io. Or you can search for Cage of Sand on itch. Um, in addition to our usual warnings, this game has additional warnings for violence and murder. I have our lines and veils up in another tab, so I will not be overstepping on those this time. I will be careful. Uh, anyway, so Cage of Sand is a one-player game. It can accommodate up to five people, I believe, but we've been wanting to get you some one-player games out on the feed anyway, and today is the day I'm doing it. So, uh, so Cage of Sand uh, has this great blurb at the beginning. You wake with a disturbing sense of deja vu. You encounter strangers you seem to already know. You sense that there is something important that you're forgetting. You can only hope you'll remember this. So, very atmospheric and a little horror, and it's good. Oh, by the way, uh, you can find me at pf underscore diva on Twitter. You can also find me at Hope's Hearth Pod on Twitter for the Safe for Work stuff. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's get into it. So the introduction just says uh, Cage of Sand is a time loop horror game for one or more players. You will need a deck of tarot cards, some paper, and something to write with. I have a deck of tarot cards, but I'm going to be honest. I do hate physically writing things out, so I have a dock in place of paper and something to write with. I am also not going to tell you about the particular tarot deck I am using because it was pre-order only and it's apparently not available anymore. So, sorry about that, folks. Uh, that said, Cage of Sand can be played at... Uh, it can either be played solo or as a collaborative game where each player takes turns drawing cards. As I've said, I'm going to play this solo and I'm going to interpret the cards uh, pretty much however I want. I have a general understanding of the meanings of various tarot cards. I've used tarot for a long time, many years, but there are 78 cards in that deck. I have not memorized all of the meanings, so my interpretations are going to be based on my feelings and the suits, whether or not it's Major Arcana or, you know, a court card, etc., etc. Anyway, there are also directions that we can rewrite the rules. Uh, if we like. Uh, it specifically says, the instructions are there to help you craft your story. If you find at any stage that they conflict with the story you wish to tell, ignore or change them as you please. I generally like to stick to the rules because of who I choose to be as a person. But if I do decide that I want to veer off in any particular direction, I will be sure to let you know. That way, if you're following along at home, you will not be confused. Now on to setup. For setup, I am to select or draw a card to represent my avatar in the game world. I have already mixed my deck for anyone who's interested. The way I generally mix decks is sort of, you know, swishing them around Mahjong style. And 
because this is a new deck I haven't used before, I also did some uh, pulling out of the middle, that sort of thing. Generally, I like to bridge when I um, mix cards, but you don't want to bridge fucking tarot cards. So if I get a lot of um, suits that are similar, this is why, and it is what has happened. Anyway, so first thing I got to do is select a card to represent my avatar in the world. I'm just going to pick a card from the top and see how I feel about what I have gotten. Ooh, I like this. So I've gotten Temperance, who is represented here as a Cupid type figure. And yeah, I think I kind of like this person. All right, so we're gonna put that there. And it says I can decide on the name, personality, and pronouns myself. All right, so for my character, I have decided that uh, the name is Isla V. I uses he or they pronouns, and because this particular card looks like he's playing a little tricky trick on somebody, but like in a nice way, I've decided that he is mischievous and good-hearted, deeply loving, and a little bit nosy, because frankly, based on what's going to happen in this game, a little bit nosy is probably necessary. So the next thing I have to do is pick three cards to determine the setting. One for place, one for time of year, and one for the circumstances that bring the characters together. So I'm going to do that. So for place, I have selected death. For time of year, I've got the hanged one, and for the circumstances that bring our characters together, that bring my characters together, Eight of Pentacles. As most of us who deal with tarot cards know, death does not actually represent, you know, dying so much as transformation, and honestly, nothing is more transformative than having a chance to spend some time with good friends, that sort of thing. So I'm thinking this is a Airbnb shared by it's a house shared by a number of friends and you'll see why i say a house shortly but i'm thinking it's an airbnb and for the time of year i picked the hanged one and that particular card to me looks a little bit like a drag performance and it makes me think of pride so i'm gonna say that it's you know mid to late summer because that's usually when pride is i think question mark if i'm wrong about it i don't want to (laughs) know you can can you tell i've never been to pride anyway so i think it's you know mid to late summer and as for the reason bringing us all together this the eight of pentacles in this particular image i love it very much so 
This particular Eight of Pentacles shows two black women in a very witchy looking home under a one of those pride flags you hang on the wall. One of them is giving the other a tattoo in light. So she is literally tattooing the pentacles onto the other one. I don't think the reason for this particular gathering is to, hmm, maybe it can be to do tattoos. Do I want them all to be friends? Well, I did say I want them all to be friends. So, yeah, I think it's a bunch of friends who have reunited after a long time not spending time together. You know, you know that thing that happens when you graduate from college, you kind of drift away from all your friends. And, you know, some people get married, some people get a different job, somebody went abroad, that sort of thing. So I think they are just having one of those fuck it, we're alive celebrations. And hell, maybe they are planning to go to Pride or Mardi Gras in the local area. But, well, they're probably not going to get there. Remember the, the murder warning at the top? Yeah, that's going to be a thing. Anyway, so the next part of this is for me to draw 10 cards, and they will represent the entire cast of named characters that are going to be present in the story. Obviously, I'm not going to name all of them right off the top. But I am going to, at the very least, pull the cards so that I know who's going to be present, you know? And the directions do say that if any of the cards dissatisfies me, I can remove and replace it. So let's fucking go, y'all. Ooh, starting off strong with the fool. Always love you a good fool. Then we've got the Ten of Pentacles which in this image is a family. So whoever this character is, they are married. Or maybe not married, but at the very least, you know, they've got nesting partners, maybe a kid. So then we've got nine of pentacles. And that's someone feeding a bird. So, winky face, smile emoji, at our editor, Danielle, who likes the birds. Ooh, queen of swords. Always love a good queen of swords. She looks particularly badass. So far, I am quite satisfied with everything I have drawn. Oh, we've got four of swords. She's looking rather sad and depressed with fire in the background, so I think it's good to have that kind of variety for the drama. Next, we've got Wheel of Fortune. So, I don't know. I just kind of like the way it looks. Yeah. I like the way all of these cards look. That's why I bought this deck. So, you know. But so far, I am not dissatisfied with what I've got. But I'm setting all of the cards out. And once I've got them all out, I'm going to look at them as a unit and see if there's any that I want to substitute. Ooh, we've got the Hermit. I do like this hermit very much. Uh, this particular representation of the hermit is masculine, and a lot of the other cards are very feminine, so I like having that in there. And this particular dude's 
got pet mice. They're very cute little white mice. I like them. Next is strength. Aw, this is going to be our cinnamon roll. Uh, the art on this is just very cute. Oh, this is one of those decks that was done by multiple people. So the art differs from card to card. And it's just, it's very cute. This particular strength, a liquor. Then we've got Seven of Wands. She looks very persecuted. There's the wands are stabbing in from the bottom, and she's holding one that is on fire, but she's also got wings. So I think she's meant to be an angel. And I'm trying to think of what kind of personality would go with that because this one is not speaking to me as hard so and the last one is six of wands it's very my uh little pony we've got a white unicorn with lots of blonde hair in there's a pink-haired person sitting on the unicorn's back it's holding a wand. There are the other wands around. This is another very good energy character. And because I am permitted to remove any card that does not satisfy me for the cast, I'm going to take out the seven of wands. You are all very shocked by this shocking development. So, let's see who else I draw. Ooh, I have pulled the Nine of Cups. This particular Nine of Cups, she's got a flapper look going on. And unsurprisingly, she is drinking. And there's some empty glasses around her. She's under a spotlight. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay. So, I am liking this cast of characters, and it looks like a mostly femme group, but honestly, in my experience, that happens a lot. So, that's all I'm gonna say about the cast for right now. I will draw from my cast deck as interactions happen. So, we have my avatar. We have our cast of yet unnamed characters. And now we can get on to the next part. So, the game does recommend that you have a scrap of paper that you label five, four, three, two, one. And so uh, anytime there's a particularly intense moment in the game, you can search your surroundings for five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. I'm not going to make this particular scrap of paper, but just keep in mind that this is a tool that they offer and advise that you use. There are also some multiplayer safety tools, but since I'm just playing by myself, we're not going to get into those. All right, now we come to Act 1, the introduction. Since this is the first loop, uh, my avatar, Isla V, wakes up from a nightmare they cannot recall. I am then instructed to decide what they perceive in their surroundings upon their awakening, 
These details are going to be the same with each loop. So since this is 10 people in a shared house situation, I'm thinking it's one of those big houses that has like four or five bedrooms and temperance definitely feels like a social sort of person so i think this is one of those places that has you know four bedrooms and then like a fold out couch bed and i think i is sharing the couch bed with the hermit because they are both the more masculine presenting characters in this cast. Oh, wait, there's 11 people. Shit. Hmm. Well, there is someone with a family, so we'll say it's five rooms. And, hmm. No, I'm not sure I really like that. See, the thing about being queer, as most of y'all will know, is that we are all prone to cuddles and fucking piles. So, hmm. Or maybe this is before he even gets there. Hmm. All good choices. Um, nah, I'm gonna say that he is already at the Airbnb. I think most, if not all of them, are already at the Airbnb because uh, locked room thing. I don't want. I too. Hmm. Maybe I. Shit, decisions are hard, y'all. Well, the directions don't tell me to draw a card at this point, but I'm having trouble deciding, so I'm going to draw a card to decide whether or not I is already at the B&B when they wake for the first loop of this particular event. I have drawn Eight of Cups. She is very somber looking. And my first instinct was that I must have been comforting one of the other attendees. So I think I is already at the Airbnb when the first loop starts. I think. I absolutely wakes up definitely in the same bed as the hermit, probably. Let me take a look at these cards again. I think I is cuddling with the hermit, the four of swords, and the six of wands. So give me just a second and... I'm going to give these characters names, and I've sort of already given them pronouns, but shh. All right, so our hermit is Jaden Stone, he, him pronouns. Our Four of Swords is Muriel Johnson. For now, pronouns are she, her, but Question mark, question mark, question mark. Our Six of Wands is now Lucinda Wynn, and that's Wynn spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N, because I love remembering that that's how that's pronounced. So, anyway, uh, I wakes up in bed with Jaden, Muriel, and Lucinda, and... They're all just uh, doing that puppy pile cuddling thing that sometimes happens. And uh, 
I think. Hmm. I think the first thing that happens is Jaden's cell phone alarm going off. So, or are three in. Uh, events of the morning routine, we've got Seven of Cups. She looks very unhappy, like, holy shit. And uh, there's lots, um, the cup, six of the cups are emptying into water behind her and she is holding one in her hands and it honestly looks like some sort of cleansing ritual because she is naked but she looks i guess you could say the expression is more steady than unhappy but unhappy was my first impulse so there we go there And I think, I think what that means is that Jaden's uh, cell phone also wakes up Muriel and she doesn't wake up well. She has also had a nightmare and I think Muriel startles and I think I you know, does the kind thing of putting a hand on her shoulder, soothing her back to sleep, that sort of thing. The next event is Six of Cups. This is a more serene image of someone mostly submerged in water with their hair above it a little bit, all of the cups have candles in them and they are floating on the water around them. And this at first glance gives the impression of being in a cave, but there's a moon in the background. And when you look closer, you can see the trees. So it's more like a moonlit night. So I think what this means is I take some bath to start their morning off and uh, has just a nice soothing ass bath and the third card is five of cups i think this is from how i shuffled the deck i might do a little more shuffling we'll see how i feel about things anyway uh this particular image is of a Pacific Islander walking along a path, and they are visibly underwater with two cups attached to their belt or their grass skirt. And there are three cups on the path behind them, ruined and broken, but they are walking into sunshine soaked water like have you ever seen the sun from underneath the water it's absolutely beautiful i love it anyway so that is what we're seeing we're seeing you know someone striding into sunlit water from obviously darker water leaving you know some crushed things in their path. So I think, I don't know, this card feels very triumphant and powerful. And hmm, I think this means that someone in the household is excited about something. Let me look through my character cast and see who has something to be excited about. 
I'm gonna say it's Ten of Pentacles. So, Ten of Pentacles has three people represented in the image. One of them is more masculine, one of them is more feminine, and one is sort of androgynous, uh, leaning femme. And what this means is that if I do multiple loops, I'm possibly going to pick different people from this card. So, in this particular instance, I'm going to pick the more femme person from the image. In this particular image, she's got on a, like, smithing robe. She's got one of those heavy-duty gloves, a big hammer. She's in front of an anvil. And, like, all of them are, like, fantasy folks with horns and pointed ears. They're very cool. This particular one has an afro. Uh, one of them has dreadlocks. The androgynous one has dreadlocks. The more masculine one has a beard, and it's a nice curly beard. Anyway, so I'm going to go with the more feminine person, and we're going to say that... Mm, Something exciting has happened with her business. I don't know what, but she is downstairs yelling with excitement and probably waking other people up. So we're going to take a moment to type this out. All right. So Ten of Pentacles is Lacey Aceveda. This is the Aceveda family. So, yeah, Lacey is downstairs being excited about something. All right. So, there's more directions for if this isn't the first loop or if many loops have occurred, but this is the first loop. So, we're not going to discuss any of that right now. For Act 2, this is Interactions. And mm, what I'm supposed to do is draw three character cards. And for each, I draw a card from the tarot deck to decide the topic of conversation. And then I draw two more for major interactions. And again, draw from the tarot deck and uh, refer to the prompts. So there are five prompt types for swords, wands, cups, pentacles, and one for Major Arcana. Since I have already drawn three character cards, I... Mm, well, no, I have selected four character cards because I felt that there were events that already happened. So... I'm going to take a moment to shuffle my character deck. Then I'm going to draw three more character cards for minor interactions and two for major interactions. And obviously you don't have to do it this way, but this is a choice I'm making. And because I've been having a lot of issues with a lot of the same suits being in multiple draws, I'm going to give the main deck a little mix as well. Alrighty. So, now we're going to draw our Act 2 interactions. So, alright, 
we've gotten Ten of Pentacles, which this loop we have decided is going to be Lacey Aceveda. And Queen of Wands. So the Queen of Wands here is depicted as a very happy looking person with a house cat in their lap and a lion over their shoulder. So I think what this means is that the Acevedas were trying to get a pet and they were concerned they wouldn't be able to do it and they've gotten it and Lacey is very excited because she's going to go home to the cute soft pet she'd been hoping for her family to have. All right. Next character card is Queen of Swords. See, thing about the Queen of Swords is she is a badass black woman with like this beautiful blue dress and some serious pink high heels. She's got a silver crown. She's got like just this gorgeous pink cape. She's got a sword, obviously. So, like, whatever's going on with this woman, she is successful. Like, she is a businesswoman CEO of something. So, let me draw a card to see what she and I talk about. Ooh, the magician. So, the magician in this is a very friendly-looking person standing before what looks like an altar with an infinity symbol over their head. And they've got just this gorgeous garden growing behind them. Oh, and I just noticed their belt is an actual snake. Because of the art style, it's impossible to tell if that is a stylized snake or a real one. But I choose to believe that it is a real one. And I think this magician represents a person the Queen of Swords has been working with. And I think they're one of those artistic types who cannot manage the business side as well. Hence why they need the Queen of Swords for help. And I think it's just a conversation about that person, their creativity, how they work, what they're good at, that sort of thing. I should also give the Queen of Swords a name. So I have named the Queen of Swords Mercedes Evans. So she's a badass. And now we draw our last minor interaction, which is the hermit, who we've already named Jaden with he, him pronouns. And the Knight of Swords. Hmm. So the knight in this one looks like, you know, a knight. They've got hair flowing behind them. They're riding on a nice horse. Mm. I think this is I and Jaden having a minor disagreement about what Muriel should do. It's not a full-out fight or anything. It's just one of those, well, I think our friend should do this thing. No, I think our friend should do something different. And they're just, you know, talking out 
what they know of Muriel's potential options, that sort of thing. So. All right. We have finished our minor interactions for this loop. So now we're going to go on to the major interactions. As I said, for the major interactions, there are prompts. And now I draw two more character cards. The first one is Nine of Pentacles. I'm going to name this particular one in honor of the person she reminds me of. I have named this particular character Rachel Vancroft because I'm here to attack a specific person who knows exactly who they are. I love you. Anyway, let's see uh, what the major interaction with Rachel is going to be. So, this is the Page of Swords, and the Page of Swords is a saucy-looking person. Uh, personality. So, uh, for swords, the major interaction is this character makes an unreasonable request for your avatar's help. So, I'm gonna say in this instance that the page of swords represents someone that Rachel has gotten involved with. I'm going to go with this is a very volatile personality who, you know, those people who go too far and you're like, I can see why you started with that, but where you ended, no. Uh, that's who this person is. Um, either which way, I think they have got landed themselves in jail and the bail is very high because uh, let's be honest, this isn't the first time they've ended up in jail. And I think Rachel asks I to borrow a mm, couple hundred bucks, maybe 500, which, uh, yeah, I was just like, Sorry, I don't have that on hand. And even if I did have it on hand, I am not going to give it to you for this particular person. And, uh, you know, maybe they don't quite put it that way. They're a little kinder about it. But either which way, they are not donating bail money for this particular person because they always go too far. So, all right. So, the next one is Six of Wands. And we've already decided the Six of Wands is named Lucinda Wynn. So... Let's see what happens with Lucinda. Oh, shit. It's the Eight of Cups again. I shuffled it back into the deck. And, um... Yeah, that's, uh... Hum. Alrighty. So... Eight of Cups. Uh, so... Uh, for Cups, the interaction is my avatar learned something about another relationship this particular character has. And we did say that the Eight of Cups here looks very sad and generally unhappy with, you know, just things. So... Whatever this relationship is, it's it's not necessarily a happy one. 
I think I'm going to take a look through the rest of the character cards and see. Mm, I'm going to decide it's an interaction with two other characters. I'm going to say Nine of Cups and Wheel of Fortune. I think Six of Wands, uh, Lucinda, is... We're going to say Lucinda is dating Wheel of Fortune and Nine of Cups. So give me a second to give them names. So uh, as I mentioned before, oh, first things first, uh, I have named Wheel of Fortune Jocelyn Thompson and Nine of Cups Kiko O'Malley. And I think what it is, uh, so Wheel of Fortune in this particular deck, probably in most decks, is blind and is holding on to the wheel. And as I mentioned before, Nine of Cups is having a grand old party. So I think think what I learns is that Lucinda is very concerned about Kiko and Jocelyn because they neither of them has been in a great place recently and I'm going to say that these are issues that have historically been issues. Uh, Kiko tends to go a little hard with, well, hmm, let me check my lines and veils before I say that. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. So, yeah, I think that Kiko tends to go a little harder on the drinks than Lucinda always feels is wise, uh, whereas Jocelyn just has chronic illness issues, and I think... Both of them have been struggling a lot lately, and that's put a lot of pressure on Lucinda, who obviously loves both of her partners and uh, doesn't want them to be unwell or unhappy, but, like, she's concerned. It's weighing on her. So, and uh, I think Kiko... And Jocelyn are both she, her. Let me put that, because I'm definitely going to forget. Alrighty. So, I think what this looks like is... Uh, not necessarily a fight or an argument. Just, um... I noticing the two of them and then noticing Lucinda uh, looking distraught, sort of, you know, taking her aside, having a conversation with her where she just, you know, explains her concerns because sometimes you are concerned about the people that you care about. And now we get to the prelude. So this is the event that heralds the beginning of Act 3. This event is the same in every loop. So for this one, now I've mostly been drawing from the top of the deck, but 
I'm going to draw from the middle of the deck for this one after shuffling a little bit because I want some real random. Ooh. Alrighty. So, uh, for our Act 3 prelude, I have drawn the tower. And this particular tower, I think there are people climbing up this tower and getting attacked or doing the attacking. It, it's uncertain. Well, there's a character at the front in the foreground amongst some vines who's got a mask on. And the two characters in the background who are potentially doing attacking also have masks. So, yeah, I think they are assaulting this tower. But, um, either which way, uh, the uh, Cage of Sand defines a major arcana card as a festival ceremony, or a party. Hmm. Now, I will admit, I was kind of hoping it would be a ceremony, because uh, I, I don't go to a lot of festivals and parties. But, uh, this, uh, Hmm. Okay. So. Hmm. Eh, fuck it. It says I can change the rules as I like. And I'm gonna be honest, the most chaotic event I can imagine happening is a, a convention. So, I think the ten of them are all gathered together as a way of going, fuck it, but also, because there's a convention nearby, and uh, I think what happens is... I think one of them is staff with the convention. Let me take a look at... Uh, our people. Mm. Or maybe none of them is staff with the convention. No, I think on second thought, I think what it is, is they've got, like, a big group cosplay from, you know, an anime with a large ensemble, or maybe not an anime, but, you know, something with a big ensemble. Feel free to imagine whichever one you like. In my head, it's gonna be Homestuck because of who I choose to be as a person. But, um, I think I think what happens is they are supposed to be at like a photo shoot, and somebody looks at the time and realizes, "Oh shit." We've only got an hour to get all of us dressed, ready, and over to the convention space, which uh, sounds like a lot of time. Uh, no, I'm not even going to say it sounds like a lot of time. There's ten fucking people in this house who've got to get into cosplay, and then you've got to get all ten of these people over to the convention space. And, um... I haven't decided if they've picked up their tickets yet. So, 
Alrighty. Now we're on to Act Three, which is the turn. So at this point, I am to shuffle the character cards and draw six to. Uh, discover to reveal what corpses my avatar discovers because uh, this is the part where people start dying. So, first thing I'm gonna do is set aside all of my event cards, well, interaction cards, I should say. So that I don't have to worry about them getting shuffled back into the main deck. And uh, so the directions say to reveal one to three cards at a time, and for each discovery, draw from the tarot deck to decide what my avatar, I, perceives and the conclusions they draw. And there are prompts for each of the major, uh, each of the uh, five suits plus the major arcana, and time passes between each discovery. So I get to decide how the characters spend this time as well. I am still shuffling. All right. So, I'm going to say that in the chaos of getting ready, the reveal is we're going to start with two characters. Six of wands and four of swords. So, Lucinda and Muriel turn up dead. Consider following us on Twitter at Hope's Hearth Pod and joining our Discord, both linked in the description. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash Hope's Hearth Pod. Coffee spelled K O F I. We love you. Stay safe. No death. Go home and stay home. Bye.